your host, Franco Vega, and I want to thank you for tuning in to the Right Way Podcast, where our theme is 10 minutes of healing the right way. On this program, we'll interview folks who have been through some pain, like my beautiful Foss youth, and who have turned that pain into power. To learn more about our organization and our mission, please visit our website at therightwayfoundation.org. Hello, folks. Franco Vega here with you with Right Way Podcast, where you know our theme is 10 Minutes of Healing the Right Way. We have an awesome uh, guest in the building. Goes by the name of Marcos, a former foster youth, uh, college student. And we're bringing him on board to work our social media and public relations. So we're excited to interview this young man. Uh, He has a great story, and I'm just excited for him to share it with all of you beautiful folks. So, Marcos, welcome. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me here. So let's find, let's tell the audience who is Marcos. Uh, well, my name is Marcos. Uh, currently, I'm a college student at uh, Cal State Long Beach. Currently, my third year. Um, I am majoring in PR. Um, so definitely, thank you again, uh, Franco, for the opportunity for having me here today. Um, my path here has been uh, really crazy. Uh, I had a lot of ups and downs, and I definitely learned a lot through my journey, you know, even to the time that I'm here still, you know, there's still always room for improvement, um, you know, for me and for everybody else uh, that's listening or tuning in right now. Um, I was in the system for a while, um, for like about a year or so Mm -hmm. when I was young. Um, It was me, uh, my two little sisters. Mm -hmm. Um, I was fortunate enough to have them uh, near, near close to me um, Mm -hmm. because from what I've heard or from what I've seen in the past or from other uh, kids Mm -hmm. um, that have been in my situation, they get separated from their siblings or they don't have the opportunity to be next to their siblings. Um, um, So yeah, when I, I lived in LA, I grew up in LA, uh, Southern California, South Central, Mm -hmm. Um, always lived here. Um, I got moved to Ontario for like about a year. And that was through the foster care system. Yeah, that was through the foster care system. So you was born and raised in LA, specifically yeah. South Central, and went into the foster care system and they shipped you to Ontario. Yeah. Strangers or family? Strangers. Wow. Yeah. How was, was that a cultural shock? It was, um, honestly, I mean, um, don't get me wrong. I mean, everybody was, was okay, but just getting adjusted to, you know, whole different family with, I guess, quote unquote brothers and quote unquote sisters, uh, was, was kind of difficult for me because I was like, whoa, like, I don't know how to take this in. I was young and, you know, during that time, I don't even think I had no, um, emotional support. So I was just on my own and just my two little sisters and me being the oldest brother, Mm-hmm. You know, and me being in somewhere else, my my priority was to take care of them. So you was like the the Lion King. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, that's awesome. That's, uh, and your mother got you back. Uh, yeah, eventually. It took some time, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, and it took some time, but um, we I was able to get back with her eventually. So she did the necessary things she needed to do to get you guys back. Exactly. Okay, well, commend her because a lot of times us folks of color, uh, we get trapped in the system and our parents can't get us back. They put obstacles in front of our faith. And I'll give you a good obstacle. Your mother was in South Central. Now she has to go visit you in Ontario. You know, let's say if she was poor and didn't have transportation. And, and you know, now that you added that, um, the crazy part about that was that during that time, I mean, I mean, during that time, it wasn't even with my biological dad that uh-huh. I got into foster care. It was my stepdad. Uh-huh. Um my, during that time, my mom didn't know how to drive. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, she didn't know how to drive. And she would, I mean, at the, again, at the time, you know, she 
had to find a way to okay. get there. Um, well, you, you shared the story with me yesterday. Yeah. And so let's share with the audience that you bring up your stepfather and your mom not knowing how to drive. Uh, how was that relationship, that dynamic? Uh, well, uh, my stepdad, I, I guess I would say that he was very, uh, he would discipline me a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, I respect discipline, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I went into the cadets as well. I went to uh, J-R-O-T-O-C. J-R-O-T-C. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Um, at the cadets in the Newton Station. And um, I liked it. it. It disciplined me a lot and stuff like that. But the way he would discipline me, um, I guess, w- wasn't morally right. Um, and there would be times when, you know, he would throw objects at me and stuff like Correct. that. And um, and I was just a kid and stuff. And my, my mother, who was single, uh, who not, not single, but she was with him at the time. And he was controlling and she wasn't working, had no, no way of transportation. And the source of our food was coming from him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she really had to like put up with all of that. And, you know, during that time, you know, I would see my mother suffer a lot. And, you know, the I would always stay quiet, but I would want to do something, but I couldn't do anything. You know, and maybe I could have done something else, but during that time I felt trapped and, you know, I, I couldn't do, do much. So. Correct. Okay. So today you're a young man. Uh, do you ever look back or have thoughts about that situation? And if so, how do you deal with it? Um, I actually do. I mean, I honestly feel like I'm at a whole different uh, mindset. I'm, I'm, I feel much more better of myself and my mm-hmm. family um, for what my mom's, uh, you know, went through, my sister's. Um, again, my mother right now, she's a single mother right now, taking care of uh, four children. Mm-hmm. Um, and we still live in South, South Central. Mm-hmm. Um, our situation currently right now, I mean, I'm the only one working right now, my family. Mm-hmm. So I do help provide for my family as well. Um, so I'm always on top of, you know, everything that's going on and stuff like that. Um, you know, my mother, she's currently right now, she's taking some classes as well. Awesome. So props to that. Yeah, yeah, definitely props to that. Yeah. I mean, you know, she was able to get her license and stuff like that. She, Good. you know, and she recently got hurt do, uh, at work okay. so and stuff like that. So she's recovering right now. Okay. But definitely my mother has been through a lot and, you know, the way she has helped me out. She embedded me so much into my community. Like I've done so much community work for mm-hmm. uh, CRCD mm-hmm. um, and stuff like that. And, and it has helped me out a lot. Mm-hmm. And I met a lot of people. Awesome. So for the audience, you er, you mentioned earlier, Newton uh, Division, that's Newton LAPD Division, which this he was a young cadet. And then you mentioned CRCD, which is a great partner of ours. Um, uh, it was CRCD. What's the, I know him by CRCD, but what's the, what does that stand for? CRCD. The name is so long. <laughs> <Do> you, <laughs> you know, know, you know, I think it's community, uh, community, uh, community outreach. Uh, community uh, responsible. Resp- community res- responsible coalition. Uh, <laughs> Something. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. My man, Mark Wilson. Shout out to Mark Wilson. He's the CEO. Great guy. Blowing up with the housing, getting a lot of yeah. homeless folks off the street. So much love to CRCD. So, yeah. And so your mom embedded in you working with the community. You know, that's that's commendable because a lot of our folks, you know, we grow up in South Central and we become successful. The first thing we do is move out of South Central. Yeah. And we can't keep doing that. We got to make South Central what it should be. You know, I use Inglewood, you know. The Inglewood, uh, who is hosting the Super Bowl, and by the time our listeners hear this interview, will be past tense, hosted the Super Bowl. But Inglewood was a small city like Compton. You know, they've got new development. They cleaned up the city, and now they're booming, you know? Exactly. Uh, And so, yeah, we should stay in our community, fix it up, and make it better for the next generation, you know? So do you ever deal with uh, uh, the past trauma and pain, nightmares, or anything of that nature? Or are you pretty solid in your— I I wouldn't say nightmares, Uh but— I mean, again, like how I went to foster care with my sisters. Mm-hmm. And I mean, 
me as a guy and me being the only male in mm-hmm. the household, I mean, I have to, you know, I, I get this pressure on me because I, I can't show or demonstrate to my sisters that I'm like still caught in that 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 time lapse or that moment in my life. Correct. Um, because I, I'm I personally I mean, they're still young and, you know, them being really young, I'm pretty sure that, you know, they they still think about that. And, you know, I've talked to them, you know, different times, but I'm pretty sure it's kind of hard for them to even open up to me yeah. and stuff like that. And and it's something that, you know, that I myself have been dealing with for a while. And the best way I deal with all that is um, work. I <laughs> I work a well, lot. Okay. Well, Marcos, you're, you're working new for us. Uh, we're, we're giving you a shot at running our PR, yeah. our public relations department. Uh, but I'm uh, really stressed to you. You need to relax, too, and take care of yourself, you know. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to be a hypocrite because I work seven days a week. But, no, <laughs> uh, you got to enjoy life. You know, you're 20. Uh, you're a young man. You got awesome, beautiful little sisters. Enjoy life, you know. Enjoy it, you know. Uh, don't stress. Uh, too much you know you'll be the man in the house when you have a wife and kids too yep. you know and you'll just still be the big brother you know exactly. you'll be the big brother we want to thank you for sharing uh, uh, what you've been through we know it takes a lot of guts and courage to come in here and new and then share this with thousands of people across the world wide web uh, yeah. our podcast but uh, we appreciate you uh, any closing remarks any words of encouragement for our audience um, I would say definitely uh, no matter I mean I myself underestimate myself a lot Mm-hmm. Um, and I, even to the youth, I'm young, um, a lot of people and the system as well. Like no matter what you're going through, definitely put yourself first, put your feelings first, you know, do what your heart says. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely, you know, that's something that helped me a lot personally. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, I'm a believer of God, you know? Okay. Awesome. Um, but yeah, definitely just push yourself to the limits. You know, your mm. mind is always working co- consistently. Yeah, yeah, your yeah. body just tells you, Hey, I'm tired right now, but your mind isn't correct. correct. I mean, it just depends on you, but definitely, definitely just push yourself to the limits and you got this. Everybody so, got this. So you got the message audience, push yourself, keep pushing, keep looking forward, keep your eye on the prize. Uh, I want to thank Marcos for blessing us. I want to thank all you folks for tuning in to right way podcast where our theme is 10 minutes of healing the right way. Uh, please tune in next week. We'll have another awesome guest. Uh, keep supporting our beautiful foster youth in South central uh, and enjoy the rest of your week. Peace. God bless. podcast 10 minutes of healing the right way and we invite you to come back every week read more about us and our mission at the rightwayfoundation.org. foundation.org